Welcome to the Start Global Insights, the podcast for businesses looking to expand globally. On this show, we interview experts from different countries to get insights about local business culture and help you to enter new global markets. My guest today is Eri Rastus, entrepreneur, consultant, and venture investor from Estonia. Eri has decades of sales and business development experience in Estonia and Eastern Europe for dozens of projects as managing partner of a consulting company East Partners. And for the last six years, he acts as an advisor for European Bank of Reconstruction and Development. And uh, I hope that uh, today we will have an interesting conversation about Estonian market. Tere Ero, welcome to the show. Tere Dmitri, uh, nice to meet you. Let's talk. Let's, let's have a look what we, what we can do. Yeah, let's start from the general approach um, and uh, imagine uh, that uh, there is a company that is willing to sell, for example, construction materials from Ukraine to Estonia. And what should be like their roadmap? What would you suggest uh, to start with? Yeah, it is it's always a dream, dream of a producer of some kind of certain products to to sell also to other countries. And uh, Estonia has a target market for Ukrainian companies. Uh, first of all, we have to have to understand uh, the, the size of the Estonian market. And, and it is relatively small country and, and with a million and 300,000 inhabitants. It's, I guess it is half of the Kiev city in a way of a population and, and someone considering Estonia as a target market should probably also think at the same time other Baltic countries as a, as a whole. So Latvia and Lithuania together, so-called Baltic states, would be kind of uh, about five to six million people, already considerable, quite a big market uh, altogether. So someone going to Estonia should have also the vision or understanding of so-called pan-Baltic strategy, which I would suggest strongly. How do you think? Is it worthwhile to enter first Estonia and then other Baltic countries, or uh, it is better to start with uh, Lithuania, for example, or Latvia? Yeah, in a way it is uh, from uh, logically taken, Lithuania is much closer to Ukraine. And starting from Lithuania would be more easy in a way of the distances is shorter for the delivery of goods. But, but uh, when, you, when you go to the, go to the Baltic states and, and consider the simplicity of making business, so it might be also that, that Estonia is the most easiest country to make business in a way. But as Estonia is a very small, there are some other also limitations with Estonia because Estonia is part of the very strongly integrated to the business of culturally and also in many other ways uh, with Finland. And when you go to the Lithuania, Lithuania is very heavily integrated to, to business with Poland. And there is no borders between Lithuania and Poland, no borders between, well, there is a sea between, you have to take a ferry to go to Finland but no borders in European Union. So one starting a business in Baltic countries, or we're talking now in entering the Estonian market, should, should consider the, the geopolitical kind of situation around those, those countries and the influence of the Polish companies selling 
products to Lithuania is something you should immediately consider as a big uh, threat for Ukrainian companies entering to Lithuania. The influence of Polish companies in Estonia is not that big. Uh, it's, it's smaller, but it is still easy there. Poland is very strong uh, economy, very big producer of different kinds of products. And I have, I have now heard very interesting samples of even private people traveling with their own car to Poland to pick up construction materials for their needs. So it's the price level and everything in, in, in Poland is, uh, seems to be very beneficial for buyers because there is a big market, big local market. And in Estonia, yeah, if you are asking, asking about the roadmap. I guess that's the first you need to make a proper market analysis to understand the situation in your product group and what you want to sell, what is your products and what is a, the situation in target market. Like in, in Estonia, who are the ma- major players in, in that segment? So that you understand their business logic and most important is to understand their sales channels. So how they actually produce and sell those products in Estonia. So we are quite developed economy now. So we have been like making good progress from the, after the collapse of Soviet Union, which happened. We are in a list of developed countries. So even with a small economy, there is definitely niches and opportunities to other players. And when you analyze a market or target market, for example, Estonia in particular segment, Try to understand who are the major players and what are the winning business concepts in that market. Who, who is a market leader and what they are doing? And then the question is that what we can offer to this market, to Estonians, what we can offer to them and where are our, our kind of competitive, competitive advantages? So it's a good word that you... you you, you can't sell your products or services if you do not offer something which is which has high demand in the market. So analyze the situation first and then plan your steps like wisely. How you can reach the target customers or, or who are your customers and how you, you could establish your import and distribution in the country and how you can utilize existing kind of distribution networks. Is it difficult to analyze the market from abroad? Yeah, how to understand uh, what is uh, going on on the market? Who are the players? I assume that there are a lot of information available online for that. Yeah, but how difficult it is to contact local companies? How to start uh, understanding these these players? What would you need to start to sell to them? Yeah, it is good question. That how how you have to start? So that the going out from the building you first have to, have to open a door and the question is that how you open a door to go to the new market so obviously you need the contacts in that country first and my simple advice is use your current network and try to find the local people in Estonia who knows this business so quite often there is a lot of information available in the web makes this job first, analyze information available in internet, and then try to find uh, local people from that industry who knows exactly what's going on in that industry and how does this specific industry or business area is functioning. And, and finding those people is a key 
question to, 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 to success is that, that we could call some uh, market experts. And in many ways, it is good to talk to the people who know something about this market already. This is not like finding the person who will sell instead of you, but this is more for get the real information from the market. Yeah? Exactly. And then, then uh, the, of course, the question is that why they should share information which they have in their mind to you? And this is, uh, I don't know the answer. The answers are that maybe because you are from Ukraine, maybe. So, or maybe you have to compensate this time somehow. But definitely would be good to talk with the people who are close to that industry and know something before you, you start to knock uh, the doors of potential kind of cooperation partners or importers or distributors. Because when you are starting to contact potential buyers, you should actually be aware of the market situation and conditions of the, the sales conditions, uh, price level, delivery terms, also specific issues which uh, you should know before you 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 you, you start uh, approaching uh, a potential buyers and maybe maybe it is a good plan is to have first a long list of of all companies or enterprises who are in that certain business area and then to shorten it to the short list which you can contact in later phases but yes well so it looks like there are a lot of homework uh, need to be done before uh, doing any steps in re real sales. I, I would recommend this. And second is uh, to uh, try to talk also to uh, uh, end consumers of those products. For example, uh, if, if you talk um, like, okay, construction material industry, then the end consumers are in, in a way are... Uh, or private families or property developers or uh, construction companies are not end users, but they are very, very interesting kind of information source of, uh, for uh, what's going on in the market. So let's try to imagine that, uh, for example, window producer in Ukraine wants to enter the Estonian market. So talking to the construction company is or, or key people in some construction companies installing windows would be very beneficial because they will tell you what are the problems in, in for example, in Estonia, in, in that business area. Maybe the window, the business area, production of windows is not the, actually the easiest, easiest business area to enter because we have so many producers of, of high quality windows. But then there might be options that there is a niche for uh, for some kind of different kind of products, lower priced, simple, more simple solutions. And talking about this, this context or uh, getting this information, uh, how? So you said that uh, it, the best way is to find the local expert uh, uh, through your contacts. So just think, uh, who are you connected to, and then who is this person connected to? So this this series of uh, uh, six handshakes, yeah. So when you can reach any any person on the planet. I'm just imagining business uh, from Ukraine that is now thinking, do I have a contact in Estonia? How, how should I find it? I don't have anybody there. And the one way is to think through the contacts that you have. But the other thing is to, to contact them in a cold way. And how it is in Estonia, from the point of view of business culture, communication culture, how easy it is uh, to get uh, the contact or to reach out person in some company 
in a cold way. Yeah, you mean a, like a cold call to... Um... Cold call or LinkedIn or email. Mm -hmm. So we Estonians, we are quite not easy to be approached. This is my general kind of understanding about the, the culture we have here. When someone is calling from Ukraine, and I guess now due to the, this uh, times of geopolitical disaster we have, I guess this would support very much now Ukrainian person who is calling in a way that who is receiving a call, Estonian company secretary or, or purchasing manager or general manager would definitely listen very carefully now what, what you have to say. What is, uh, what is your message? And people are usually very in positive way hoping to, to help also Ukraine. So I guess that a cold call would work now quite well. But then it goes to the, to the business logic that even with a, with a full support of, of Estonian nation to Ukraine, they are not going to buy any products if it's not beneficial. So um, there should be still uh, attractive business logic behind of this future cooperation. And I would suggest that with a phone call, very first seconds, you have to create trust that you are a normal person you can talk with. And second is that there is really behind is something that, that, wow, I have to spend my time to listen what this fellow has to tell. So just be brave, take your phone and start calling analyze the situation in the market first. So your, your phone call should go in a way that, hello, I'm calling from Ukraine, that we have analyzed uh, your market. And in our opinion, there is a business opportunity for you with our products. So can we talk this? And this is something which at the first, like very first or second sentence, I would, without any small talks, tell to, uh, to Estonian person that, wow, this is this is a message. And then, then you can talk about uh, what is the geopolitics or what is the weather like in Odessa. Is there any need to go to the country? I mean, how important it is uh, to meet in offline and uh, to have this uh, contact, personal contact to the people before starting the sales? We live in modern life and, and we can talk in, uh, in, uh, through inter over internet, but still business is made between people. And the long-term business relations are established between the people who know each other quite well. And if there is opportunity to, to travel and meet, then this is uh, quite uh, small, actually, investment. So, so country visit, and when you call to someone and say that I'm looking to visit Estonia, for example, in a couple of months' time, that can we meet and visit your company, and we are coming from Ukraine, I guess that definitely you would get a warm welcome from Estonian entrepreneurs to, to listen to you, what you can, can, can offer. So because of a country visit, you can meet, you, you, you can plan your country visit in a way that you will, would meet with very different people. So you could, you could meet with some of the end customers, some or influencers of the market. So for example, construction material producers can meet architects. Architects are independent players who can share very interesting information about construction materials because they are, they are um, deeply involved in the uh, in, uh, process of, of creation and they, then they face a, and see a problems of 
of the inner delivery part when uh, when the construction is in a process and which companies deliver products and which companies are good and which fail and also there are some kind of influencers are quite a good good source for information so in fact you should talk not only to your client but to all stakeholders that are in the market to get information from different angles and understand the picture exactly because the picture from the angle of client might be not the very clear picture uh, about the market. That's true. So more to talk with different groups involved into the stages of the delivery or sales channel stages, better it is. For example, if someone knows uh, some kind of country uh, city officials involved in uh, in a planning of a municipality kind of uh, construction permits, people who are talking giving uh, construction permits, for example, in, uh, in city councils. Uh, if you can approach those people, why not also? They are a very interesting source of inform- information. So plan, analyze, call, and plan your country visit very, very well. So, so um, and talk as many people as you can. <laughs> are there any places where you can meet the most uh, stakeholders, maybe some conferences or uh, ex- exhibitions? So to plan your visit in the way that you are not just visiting companies at their address, but yeah. in some place where they are gathered together already. If you can uh, try to visit a country, a target market, when there is an uh, exhibition of this particular industry. This is probably the best place to, to gather also information, make contacts, and, and easy to make contacts when you see and meet the people who are involved in that industry. So if there is a construction exhibition, coming in, let's say, in the middle of May, better make a target country visit exactly the same week, not week before or after. When I'm talking with uh, many exporters, they are saying that uh, exhibitions are dying already. So this is not like a source of sales, uh, maybe because they uh, have uh, false expectations from that. So they should not expect Expo as a sales channel, but as a intelligence visit yeah so this is not uh, the goal uh, the expo should be not to sell your product but to make these contacts and get more information from the local players yes, that's true it actually is very right because uh, uh, companies uh, taking part of the exhibition they are selling their products on exhibition and there are people who are kind of uh, sales targeted so it's very not easy to go to salespeople and start to explain that now you have to start sell my products as well. So, so they are absolutely right. But, but for understanding of the full picture, it would be really helpful for a business intelligence kind of, as you nicely said, uh, point of point of view. So I think that you should use uh, the wish of salespeople to talk because uh, usually they they would like to talk uh, about their product and about their company as a sales pe- uh, people and then starting with uh, that point you can reframe the negotiation or conversation to the market or to the competitors and start to use this uh, opportunity of talking with people who love to talk about what you would like to talk yes i, I absolutely agree yes it is so. In terms of uh, in terms of negotiations uh, with Estonians, uh, how do you think? So we we are both uh, born in Soviet Union uh, still, yeah. So uh, and you have uh, seen how the culture 
the business culture, I think, of Estonians also changed uh, during this uh, decades. Uh, how it is now? Uh, is the culture of negotiation, of business negotiation in Estonia closer to east or to west? Uh, what are the peculiarities or what you should pay attention to when you are negotiating with Estonians? I would, I would put it in a way that, uh, that in, in some, some ways we are, we are hanging between in a, in a triangle of Finnish, German and, and also Russian business culture. Dangerous mix. It is very dangerous mix because of the... So what, what we have in... in uh, Germans have been landlords in Estonia for 800 years. And then we were part of the Kingdom of Sweden for a couple of hundred years. Then we were part of the Russian Empire and, and even the Soviet Union, which, which didn't last that long. So when you talk with the people, it's probably is a big difference by generations that... This is businessman, like 25 years old, young, uh, uh, international kind of IT entrepreneur, or is 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 uh, like owner of a, of a factory with the age of 64. With the older generation, um, I would say from older than 40 and 45 years currently, people speak all fluent Russian also. So that would could help a communication in a way that um, she's not a very popular now the language, but, but still would help a communication. When you go to Latvia, there is uh, Russian is a different, is a second business language, actually. So it's, it, is, it is definitely good to, to, to know Russian when you make business in, in Latvia, but not that much in Estonia. So the younger generation is not speaking anymore fluent Russian. So they are all English-speaking. This older generation, uh, do they speak English mostly as well? Uh, might be that even some people do not, that they would rather uh, be better speaking in, in, in Russian, actually. So I have seen in many, many, many times that older generation, even in Estonia, people don't speak fluent English. But when you go younger than 40 years, so like they are all, mostly all speak good English also. So the communication is, is quite easy. So I would say that the business business culture is is actually quite straightforward, in my opinion, still. So when you call to someone in Estonia, and he might respond to you and say who you are and what you want. So <laughs> pre-prepare <laughs> to tell shortly who you are and what you want. So so <laughs> the feedback would come quite quickly that they are not interested in case they are not interested. I guess in our business culture, people don't waste much time of uh, keeping kind of uh, communication ongoing. Seems like too complex, complex idea. Sorry, let's talk after one year. So you can be also straightforward from the seller perspective uh, when you are asking direct questions. It, it would be okay to, to do. Absolutely. And the direct questions would be also uh, reasonable direct questions, which... which uh, yeah, like we have studied uh, the market. We understood that you are the major player and we think that our product would be interesting in this and this direction because we have this and this data. Is it correct or not? Yeah, and... Uh, can, we, can we talk about this? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so, so this is, this is uh, something which, uh, which uh, you should open immediately, I guess, when you talk to Estonian. Usually the products are sold to someone when you 
with your product and service, you help this particular cooperation partner in a way that he can benefit out of it. There should be some kind of clear opportunities where there is, for example, lack of this kind of products or raw materials or low competition in that field or very high prices or very unbeneficial kind of terms of making business. So from Ukrainian companies from field of, uh, of production of uh, steel, metals, chemical products, compounding, uh, chemical compounding and any other uh, this kind of uh, products which are not produced in the country as raw material should be interesting, I, I, I would say, at first glance. But then we would see the problem is that many times also companies can say that I'm interested to buy, can I buy small quantities first? And, and, and then, it, then it is uh, for a Ukrainian company is, is a good question that how you can offer a good service with a small quantities from long distance. Ukrainian entrepreneur is probably asking that you have to buy a full truck of my goods. And, and, and Estonian company is saying that no, I would like to buy like one euro pallet. Then it is important to first and, and to see, to, to test it. And then it is very important, in my opinion, when you want to enter the new market, create the beneficial conditions for the deliveries of small quantities first. So this is, and consider this like your entry cost or your entry in investment for, for your market entry, that, that, uh, that when you calculate uh, per, per sold product and you, you deliver only a euro pallet, it might be quite expensive. So, so tell to the client that, well, I'm delivering you one euro pallet of my products, for example, and the first the two deliveries or three deliveries, we send it without any freight cost, for example. Like beginning, start with a small steps and, and then you can can get the leg between the door. So. so, in fact, this is like agreement between two parties that uh, this is a test. Yeah, so the uh, buyer should also understand that uh, this is not the normal price and this is uh, exception just to show how the product works and uh, uh, to establish this first connection between buyer and, sale and seller. So, th this, I think this is important to show that uh, uh, when you will buy more, or it will be your decision to cooperate in the long term with us, the, the terms would change. So these terms are for the first deliveries only. Exactly. That is something which, uh, which uh, uh, I'm quite sure will be the obstacle from the very beginning. They might be interested, but they might they want to, to, to have kind of very careful beginning, let's say, of cooperation. Ero, I had... Also, a question about um, the idea. I know that Estonia is a very export-oriented country. Uh, you have uh, 10 times more export per capita than Ukraine. And how good uh, it would be to use this information as a sales point to uh, Estonian exporters that uh, to export more, you don't have such resources, people and production in Estonia. And it might be a good idea to extend this production to Ukraine. Uh, meaning that you will buy uh, these goods uh, and then add some value, your package or whatever, and then resell it to the European market. And then in this way, Estonia may act as a uh, gates uh, uh, to, 
to the whole Europe. Very good and very important point, actually. Yes, that Estonian economy, as we beginning of our conversation mentioned already, is very small. And one who, who wants to establish a proper factory or, or, or business, you just have to sell to other countries from Estonia. So, so your, your production capacity would be anyway bigger than your market, local market demand. Export activity is, uh, is definitely a big part of many, many local companies and some of them working like uh, 70, 80, even 90 percent of their products go to ex- export. Like we have one particular very interesting uh, industry which is very big in Estonia. Actually, we are one of the biggest in, in Europe and in world level is a house factories. So, so companies producing uh, residential and, 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 and industrial facilities for uh, living and other purposes uh, are uh, selling like 100% of the products to export. So, and I know some, some of the companies, uh, uh, for example, uh, selling their house factory products like huge quantities to, to, to West Europe and target, target market is, for example, Norway is the biggest target market for them. So the, the, your idea that, uh, that for those companies who are selling a lot of export should, should benefit from existence of Ukraine in a way that Ukraine would support them to partly produce or outsource, produce some components, for example, for Estonian producers, sounds like a very logical idea. And talking about government, how open governmental officials are to public? Is it uh, easy to contact uh, some municipality, I don't know, some governmental officials? I guess that we are quite, quite uh, in, in our country, the government people are, are uh, working to serve the nation. So uh, and at some moment, we started to build uh, this uh, so-called e-government, government, which is Uh, which would mean that every citizen should have access to all information electronically. And this is something which we have, we have this electronic signature and Estonian IT card, which actually is, is easy to apply and get this e-residency uh, to, to, uh, in case you, you want to re- make real business in Estonia. So, so I would say it's my, my experience, I don't know how it's from the foreign point of view, foreigners are contacting our Uh, state employees, but I have quite, let's say, positive uh, experiences. I hope that there are but not, not that much corruption also. So it's quite mostly honestly hardworking people. Okay, maybe the last question to you is what would you advise or wish to Ukrainian exporters looking at uh, Baltic countries, Baltic markets, especially Estonia? Before I answer to this question, I will shortly also say that there is This Estonian Chamber of Commerce and Industry is actually a very reasonable kind of uh, place to, to get the information. In every city and every town, they have their representative also. It's very good people who are very well linked to the local business life. But, uh, well, maybe you should be still a bit patient. To make friends in Estonia, long-term friends, it takes time. Be patient and, and time to time, if uh, Estonian people are, are a bit, Uh, behaving like awkwardly or, or kind of strangely. This uh, forgives them this because they are very calm. They have always, in, in a way, establishing of relations, they take time. So it, it is 
see the old saying in Estonian is that you, you can't buy old friends by money. <laughs> so maybe this is good to, to end our conversation <laughs> with this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ero, for this advice. And I think that uh, this Estonian saying is correct not only for Estonia, but for <laughs> to the whole world. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you for being uh, with uh, me at this show. And thank you for sharing your experience and information. Thank you, Dmitri. And wish you all the best and Slava Ukraine. Hero and Slava.